0: welcome back to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host Chris Desmond. This is the show where we try and figure out how to get better at doing the hard stuff that makes life exciting. I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy out there and all of your loved ones are healthy as well with coronavirus going on at the moment. Everything is is pretty full on, I, I understand. So, thanks for taking the time to tune in and, and have a listen. I'm joined by a return guest to the podcast, Jace Tipatu. Uh, Jace first appeared back on episode 121 about two years ago. So, if you haven't listened to that one yet, make sure that you dig it up out of the archives because it is a scorcher. Today, Jace and I focus predominantly on one of his businesses, M three Mindfulness, where he goes and teaches young children primary school age and, and early childhood the concepts of mindfulness and through movement and through moldy stories as well. And this J said started this business about the same time or just before we, we recorded our last podcast. So it's really fascinating to hear how his journey's going, some of the challenges that he's faced, some of the challenges that he's currently facing, and to hear some of the outcomes that he's getting as well, and, and ideally, hopefully, some of the research that's going to be coming out about the method that he's working with these kids on. So it's a it's a conversation about self-awareness, it's a conversation about teaching, about learning, and understanding yourself just a, a little bit deeper so again thank you guys so much for taking the time to get uncomfortable with jace and i today jace te welcome back to the uncomfortable is okay podcast man thanks, <laughs> thanks for joining for thank it's been like it must be maybe two two and a half years since we last did a podcast together i which think so is, seems crazy it doesn't seem that long ago but a lot of stuff has happened in that time, and obviously it's well worth everyone's while to go back and listen to the first one we did, but for the people that aren't long-term listeners of the podcast, yes, was Jase Tupatu? Wow! <laughs> Just start with a low-level question. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: I, in Māori we ask, rather than who you are, uh, where do you come from? Mm. And, uh, well, I, I hail from Wanganui originally, am um, my dad's side from Lati, Apa my mum's side from Ngati to Tew- Tua I suppose who I am now is different to who I was two and a half years ago mm. even. I uh, own a yoga studio which we're sitting at right now I feel blessed to be in the middle of the city it's called Afi. Afi means to support and that's just what we do we support people with their holistic well-being I suppose. And then the other love of mine apart from my love, my lover I suppose is Teaching children those tools of mindfulness and moving their body and our Maori stories that's that's truly right now in my life, I feel like that's why I've been put here is to share those tools with our young ones mm. and just give them a helping hand and some support and a fee in the world as they begin their life to I suppose really in a nutshell, become more present
0: yeah. Awesome man and I think last time we, we caught up a lot of these changes were happening for you is that you guys were maybe a couple of months out from transitioning to, to Afi here mm-hmm. and also just kind of really starting to kick things off with um, with M3 as well and it was, it was early days for, for both of them and obviously you've been you've been consolidating stuff and, and learning and growing over the last couple of years with with both of those um, with both of those endeavors and I think like if we talk about maybe m three to to begin with um, i mean what are, what does m three stand for mm. to start with and and kind of how did the, the concept start to formulate for you at, in the early stages sure
1: I feel like I'll answer that
0: latter question
1: first because mm. that kind of sets up as to What M3 has Evolved into being So the last time I spoke to you I spoke about my brother And how he suffered from health issues And ultimately paid the price with his life I'm a way better Place now I feel and it's kind of Buoyed me And made it even clearer That this is the path that I should be on To help others Uh, So um, I think I also might have said That I how M3 came about is I asked my then seven-year-old niece, how are you? My brother at that time hadn't passed, so he was still mm-hmm. alive. And she said uh, to me, uncle, I'm not good. And I thought, wow, that's super aware of a seven-year-old to be able to answer that question quite honestly. Mm. But it also had alarm bells ringing off in my And my head going, oh, I wonder why... Well, I know, I knew why she wasn't well, uh, but within my toolkit, how could I help and support my niece to navigate her way through the earlier stages of her life, through the stuff that happens and was happening to her at that time? It's worse, I suppose, now that her dad has passed and so Mm -hmm. on forever checking in with her. So that was the impetus, one of the impetus for me to begin M3. The second was... New Zealand stats released a finding that since 2006 the use of anxiety and antidepressant medicine in children has risen by 80% I know right and I'm not saying that people shouldn't take medicine but what about if there was another way another pathway that's more holistic and natural for our children to be able to deal with their anxiety a bit for our children to be able to deal with depression at such a young age, that's alarming you know, my niece was an example when I asked her heading down that path already so M3 came about because of that and I went and taught a yoga class without going into the full story, out in the hut loved it asked the kids, do you guys know any Maori stories, just while I was there just hanging out with them and they didn't I remember growing up, part of the whole ethos of Growing up as a Kiwi, was learning these Maori legends and stories like Maui, Mm. you know, slowing down the sun or fishing up the North Island or the fingers of fire. How Maui captured fire, you know, all of those. Mm. These kids who I was teaching yoga to out at the hut (laughs) didn't know any of these stories. Like Maui to them, when I said, "Oh, do you like Maui? Maui's like a, I suppose one of our Tupuna, one of our ancestors who was." A superhero to me, I look upon him Mm -hmm. as a superhero. And they were like, Oh, yeah, you mean from Moana? (laughs) (laughs) The movie. And I was like, No, he's so many more things than that. So M3 was formed from that experience with alongside those statistics and then that answer from my niece. M3 stands for mindfulness, which I'll get to in terms of definition shortly done through our Maori stories, so telling of our Maori stories and movement, and the movement because I'm a yoga teacher is a yogic type movement, but it's the mo- putting the moves of the story into the children's mm. bodies it's only short, at primary schools it's 15 minutes all up, uh, at early childhood centres it's probably 10 minutes, because that's long they can hold their attention yeah, for yeah. Uh, but I love it, it's it's become before we started recording It's become, yeah, it's become the thing that I look forward to the most. I was at three kindies this morning, and I always feel so buoyed and joyous after being around those young kids.
0: <laughs> and so, you're you're working mostly with primary school and and early child childhood centres. What's the difference that you see between those two those two groups of kids in terms of the work that you do?
1: Great question. Our young ones, like how I'm talking, early childhood centres, they're still sponges. Mm. They're still learning things like you know proprioception, how their bodies, like when we do the movement, how their bodies are moving in space and spatial awareness, even things like that. Like yeah. when I go, they're right hanging off my, my arms or hanging off my legs. They're still learning that kind of stuff. So they're real beginners at most things. So I feel like they're more engaged in this work really and they take it on yeah like sponges it's like after the first session where they've never met me before you've got to do a lot you know it's all up from when i walk in the door to the end it's 30 minutes at early childhood centers for example Mm. and so in 30 minutes the first session i've got to make them feel like they trust me make them feel like they're safe then do the work, also leave a good memory in their mind so that, that when I come back next week, it's not a complete stranger that they, they've already they, they feel comfortable with me. They, they're looking forward maybe to me coming back the next time. There's a sense of, "Oh, Jace is coming, he'll be back next week." And I had such a good time. I, I remember that, these things that he taught us, and then building on that week to week to week. It's a lot to get done in 30, mm. 30 minutes, but because they're so young and gauged is probably the word that I can use the work is landing easier at an early childhood level because once they start to go to primary school and this is I'm by by no means I'm, am I saying I'm an expert on what happens between children at early childhood age to primary school but it seems as an outsider walking in that once they get to primary school and they get a little older there's this cognitive change that happens where children start to care about what other people think that's the biggest Mm. thing and so you get to standard four um, I don't know the vernacular they use today I think it's year five or six yeah yeah for example let's just call call them 10 year olds from a two-year-olds to a ten-year-old lots of things happen and at ten for example they're sitting back kind of going oh yeah what have you got to teach me they're sitting back and you know almost like checking you out and making sure are you cool enough kind mm. of thing not in a mean way but just in a that's kind of kind of the culture that's instilled in them at that time their brains are hard-wired Starting to grow, I suppose, and hormones kick in, and it's that kind of like precipice where boys their voices dropping, or you know, and girls start physically changing as well. But when they're young, they're sitting forward, mm. <laughs> going, "What are you going to teach me?" You know, like a like a eager, enthusiastic. Well, yeah, young, playful child. Yeah, and something happens, and when they start to. The conditioning that happens at uh, at primary school—it's just different. I'm not saying it's bad; it's just different.
0: Yeah, that's that's really interesting, and I think like obviously that's kind of a physical manifestation of it as well. As people sitting forward, eager to learn, and then kind of leaning leaning back more as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Or yeah, you're kind of distancing themselves before they're they're ready to commit. And I mean, you you might even see parallels with that that with the work that you do here at Afi as well is that like sometimes when people come in uh, they are that they're, they're kind of leaning back that they're more reserved and it takes a while for them to to lean in and start to develop an okay. eagerness for that that, that information what are the kind of interesting things that you you find work quite well for people to start to bring that eagerness and that enthusiasm out in them
1: Talking about just with adults, or...?
0: With, uh, let's let's start with adults. Yeah. But then, I'm, I'm sure there's a bit of crossover between adults and kids as well.
1: I definitely think so. I would say, for both adults and children, it's authenticity. So, for example, our teachers, because I train our teachers, most of them have been trained with me and Justine, the other co-owner. We teach our teachers not to be a cookie cutter of anyone else, but to really be... The most authentic version of themselves. So when they're standing at the top, you're getting who they are, you understand who they are as they teach you some physical moves of yoga. Does mm, that make sense? Yeah. And so when people are able to see who you really are, there's a connection. So not, not. If I could use one example, not that I've got it all together, I'm a yoga teacher so I've got it all together and I'm super zen and I'm super peaceful and I'm going to talk to you in a really peaceful voice.
0: It's not authentic <laughs> yeah.
1: and I feel it's not engaging or, or I, I can just see bullshit real, re, really quickly but if you have someone who's speaking to you like I'm speaking to you now but just also telling you to lift your leg in the air and do a hard posture and also breathe and stay there for probably five breaths, mm. there's, there's a connection there and add on top of that that ability and the dynamicism of being able to hold space powerfully for people while you're challenging them, I'm talking about as the teacher at the top of the room. But then also allow yourself, especially me as a man, to be vulnerable, Mm. to be seen as being vulnerable. Like when my brother passed, I let myself cry, and if I cried, I let people see me, because I was, I was fucking sad, excuse me my language, but I was sad, and I wanted, I didn't want to hold that in. I wanted people to see the all of me. When people were able to see the all of you, there's more of a connection. And so that reserved person who starts, who started off as leaning away is like, oh, you're just like me. Mm. So I am more interested now in what you have to say. So then they start to lean in, and then they'll keep coming back because something's happening physically and maybe up in their mind and maybe in their spirit.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, that's really powerful stuff is that you're showing people aspects of yourself that a lot of us would usually keep hidden or kind of we, we think society tells us to, to keep those, those aspects hidden. One, just obviously sharing yourself as well. And I think the more that you share yourself and the more that you share your emotions, the, obviously the easier it becomes to, to do that and the more comfortable you become around it. But also the more comfortable people become around you as well because they they can actually see how this person is being being honest and is is being open. And I think one of the things that that popped up, or one of the questions that popped up for me when you were talking about training your, your yoga teachers and getting them to share with people who they really are, do you find that when you're training them that actually they know who they are all the time? Or is that a process that they need to go through to figure that out first?
1: It's a bit of both, and and you, I suppose, lent into it just before around. Sometimes people don't want to reveal bits of themselves. Like I think of my, I think of myself, and I think of a woman who's now one of our up and coming powerful teachers is her power, I feel my power too is in vulnerability. Mm. And she wouldn't let herself cry on our training. She held it together. I could see, you know, it was like, oh I must hold it together. Somebody had told her, zip it up, zip it up, keep yeah. it contained. Must stiff up a lip and all that. That we've been all taught, I suppose. Mm. And I was by my yeah. grandfather and but it was the moment where she allowed herself to just let her tears flow uh, that we really got to connect to her we really got to connect to it. so the answer to your question is, yes, it's, it's it, yeah, you, people on our training come with a certain sense of who they are, but we just ask, I suppose, the right questions to help them get more comfortable with revealing maybe the, the, the bits that they weren't comfortable with revealing. I, I like to say that we, we are a whole. People think, oh, no way, I've got to um, hide all the bits that... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that aren't ready for
1: Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. Living my best life, you know, <laughs> you y- all that. Yeah. But, I, but I, I feel like it's, this, it's all of you. I, I always say when I've being interviewed about yoga, I'm like, I want to start off by saying I'm not perfect and I'm not zen, in fact... I need to do yoga in order to have some modicum of equanimity. Mm. For me, that's what I have to do. Yoga and meditation is how I remain or most of the time poet or settled. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: it does. And I think um, like for for me, kind of practices around that, that kind of thing as well is, again, sort of how I centre myself and I need, I need some form of movement in my life and uh, to actually be the, the best version of, of who I can be is that I'm, if I'm not moving on a regular basis, if I don't do something to, something physical to change my state for a couple of days I, I really start to notice it and I really don't show up as the as the person that I want to be nearly as or I have to try a lot harder to show up as the person that I want to be than if I if I wasn't doing doing that movement. And I'm lucky in that I can there's a lot of different things that fit that bill for me, whether it's playing some sport or whether it's going to the gym and lifting some weights or whether it's running or whether it's doing yoga. Uh, I can pick and choose with that for me, which is which is really cool. But also, kind of doing things to help slow me down as well, just kind of it's step important. back and and whether that's some some meditation or whether that's like some Wim Hof breathing or yeah, actually just kind of going outside and looking at the skyline <laughs> for for ten seconds and thinking. This is for cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, that
1: gratitude of being in nature, that's mm. that's the thing that does it for me. I suppose that's key, brother, is that I am I am not saying that yoga or mindfulness is the way. There's many ways mm. to take care of ourselves, and I'm just offering the thing that I know has worked for me mm. and works for our students. You know, we're the busiest studio in New Zealand I've been told the studio's up in Auckland like oh my god we never get this many people we've had to yeah. open both rooms because we're so busy and so there's a it tells me that there's a real want and desire for people to I suppose be the best versions of themselves and really all I'm offering up is a whare and a space and some instructors that are able to create that for people and support them and awhi them as they're doing yeah. that M3 is, a, I suppose, mm, iteration of that for our kamariki. And The difference, yeah. I suppose, is the Māori stories. But we, as you can see, we have the big, um, there are Māori po I suppose, poles or pillars that, mm. that we operate from here, because yoga and Māori are very similar to me. That's why we changed our, our name from Power Living to Afi, but just to recognise where we are here in Aotearoa. In how similar the teachings of yoga and Maori uh, are?
0: Mm. Mm. Probably the first time I heard someone say this was, was actually Ben Dixon who was was here a few years I ago. Was that that yoga I was yoga just thinking the, about. Him yeah, yeah. Um, yoga is a, a journey. Uh, what is it? Of, of the, the self through the, the self the to the self. self. Yeah. Got so, it. it's, so it's kind of that. Good memory. It, it's that that self discovery and figuring out who who you are and and I think and again I'm no no child development expert either but it like what you're saying is is really interesting and and like looking at it from a dad's perspective as well um, from my son who's going to be two next month is that these kids they kind of know who they are already happy with that they're pretty comfortable with that and then somewhere along the way maybe between two and ten they start to lose that sense of of who they are Um, and with kind of maybe societal pressures or or sort of the modelling behaviour of people that they see around them as well and then you, you get to the point where actually you've You've forgotten who you who you are as a person, or, and who you're. This kind of sound kind of cliché, but who you're meant to be. And that actually, like a lot of people do start to to try and figure that out for themselves again, kind of when they hit their twenties or thirties or forties or fifties. Maybe people are ahead of the curve in their twenties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a bit longer than that. Me too. And um, it's still a it's still a process. But yeah, I think like the the work that you're doing is is, is hopefully going to. Uh, help them help the, these kids kind of remember who they are much earlier on, which obviously is going to have so many benefits yeah. down the down the track in terms of it, especially like with New Zealand statistics yes, for brother. for mental health and for suicide, for suicide and self harm as well um, step violence yeah yeah it's um it's yeah
1: it's yeah well I look upon it as a healing and preventative mechanism, I suppose, or program, M3, mm. in that, you know, I get to help people sometimes when we run deeper courses or workshops to heal mm. stuff from their lives here as an adult, at mm. What about if that healing process, A, wasn't started at a young age because our children had some tools, or they had tools earlier, that they'd learnt so that they could navigate them their way through their life with a little bit more awareness, a little bit more resilience to build against the things that life is going to throw at them. So come adult age, like you were saying, 20s or 30s or 40s, it's not almost undoing all of the stuff that they have mm. learnt before in order to remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I, I always think of, as an adult here at Afi, anyway... I always think of The Lion King, the movie, where Mufasa is, appears in the stars and says to Simba, who doesn't want to go back to the Pride Lands and be the king, and says, remember, remember who you are. I feel like, as adults, sometimes, yeah, you, your words, we, we forget, hey, we forget who we, we can be, the potential of who we can be. But as kids, we, we have a, a notion of that, even if we can't put it into words we lose it along the way a bit and I suppose yoga for me and meditation for me when I felt lost in my life was my way of finding my way back on the path to discovering realising, remembering my potential again Mm. and you know I sit here as a 46 year old man and and, and still doing the work (laughs) still doing the work daily to keep myself good and and on the path, I suppose you know. It's once once you discover it, you still got to work at it. Still got to still got to stay. Mm.
0: Yeah, so, and I think it's like it's like anything that you're you're trying to work on, and anything that you're trying to train. I mean, we both come from like a physical background, as mm. and you know, is that if you stop working out, then you you start to <laughs> you start to lose your fitness. Yes, it's yes. Exactly the same kind of from a mental and an emotional and a spiritual perspective as well. Is yeah. that... That if you, don't, if you don't put in the work, if you don't do those little things that kind of keep you moving forward, you start to go backwards again
1: it's it is you you got it i i'm interested in how we have i was at the gym at les mills the other day and i I saw this guy he's like really fit really muscly and then in the change rooms he got really angry and was like kicking the locker i mean that's really intense you know Mm -hmm. and and through his um, protein shaker on the ground like oh my brother or mum i just like felt from his heart i felt could see that he was disturbing his head. So here he is, physically working out, like really mm. working out in the best shape. But not so tip top in his shape upstairs in his head, which was affecting how he was being felt in his heart. And so there was a you know like imbalance I suppose in terms of taking care. I sp- that's what I love about M3 is it's taking care of our children. It's a whole water model which we have here at, at Afi. It's taking care of our children's bodies. Of their minds, of their spirit, and then as they're doing it and doing the Maori stories, the connection to Fano or this land here, Aotearoa that we that we live in, and Fano because they're doing it together as as a group of, of children. So yeah, it's it's multifaceted. It's taking care of their holistic health, not just one dimensional or compartmentalised.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think I mean obviously I work in, in healthcare as well, so the the kind of model of Te Whare te wha is is quite uh, is quite familiar to me as well. And so, I mean, is that something that you you thought a lot about before creating M three? Is that like, how Great do I, how do I want to set this up?
1: Well, to be honest, brother, it's kind of been my model, my personal model for a while. That's how mm. I live my life. Like on the daily, before I even start my day, I do something for my mind. I, if I could share what I do real quick, it's only mm-hmm. fifteen minutes a day. I get up, my partner, will, I test it. Out. I have a yes, I, I'm sure I've got a, a purpose-built meditation room in our house. Yeah. But I that's get a, up, and the first awesome. thing I do is go in and sit down for ten minutes meditate. And sometimes I suck at it badly, (laughs) but I make myself do it, it's a must, it's a must for me, because in order for me to operate with, you know, uh, a full tank of petrol, let's put it that way, daily, I must do that, I make that a must do, so I sit, that's for my mind, Uh, I do gratitude practice, that's for my heart, my body, the first thing I do after that is go and have a cold shower, so I've done, within 15 minutes, I've done three things that are going to boost my holistic well-being, and by default of what I do for my job, that's the whānau aspect, mm. that's the sharing with other people. Farno is wider than just your blood family, it's your connection with other people altogether. So I feel like it was already ingrained in me, it's, I've been doing that for, so I've been teaching yoga for 10 years, so I've been doing that as a model for 10 years. It's in me, so when we changed to afi, that became our pillars for the business it's yeah. our, why are we doing this we want to help people and support people with their holistic health, with their physical they're going to get that when they come to yoga but mental, going to teach them meditation, how to quieten their mind and focus them on. their heart hopefully once they've finished, their way to once they've finished yoga they feel better not worse, <laughs> and then through doing it with us, they're part of the whānau does that make sense? Yeah. So it was easy to go, okay, well, how can this model fit? Because I know that it works for me personally, for my other business, Huffy. How can this model take shape within M3? And it was an easy fit, really, to be honest. Cool,
0: man. What have been the big challenges for M3 in the last couple of years? <laughs> I'm sure there's been a couple. Oh, yeah, right <laughs> out.
1: Uh, well, the first thing is, is money, to be honest. Mm. Uh, I, all my money is in the studio, people think I drive around in an M3 car now, well actually it's the car that I've got, but I've got a magnet which only costs $25, that I can take off if I'm going skiing or something, and I don't want to be in an M3 car, uh, that that I bought, so it's, yeah, it's been... It's been the money, but that I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about that because as with the studio, I know that if I'm aligned really with my purpose and what I'm up to, and that it, that will take care of itself. I got some funding from Te or Kitty in the first year, and that was super helpful. I got to make some videos, I got to tour around New Zealand, and I suppose increase the profile of M3. That was awesome. Another thing that's challenging is the naysayers. I would say, yeah. The naysayers, there's two types. One is people who don't like yoga. So teachers, for example, were like, don't like yoga, hate yoga, so not coming to my school, I don't want my kids to do it, kind of thing. And, but have you done it, is my next question. No, I haven't, but what I've seen, I can't do, so I won't do it, and I'll hate it, you know, kind of thing. So already they've projected their dislike onto the children, Mm. That's one that's been tough. That's that's those are super uncomfortable conversations. I have to say. And how do you, then, how do you get
0: around that one?
1: Well, well, I just say, you know, if they haven't tried it, it's like, well, I reckon, like anything, you should give it a try before we say it. We should give it a tr- give things a try before we pass judgment mm. on it, because we might be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then at that stage I give them a pass to <laughs> so as adults they can come and try it. And then I tell them to come to yin, because vinyasa is not as, uh, as a bit more frightening than coming to yin yeah, and jumping yeah. in. And then after yin, people are like, oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> and then the other is people who, and I get this, I really get this, and that's this is an issue that I'm tackling as we speak, is people want the scientific evidence that M3 works Mm. beyond like I've got screeds of emails and uh, uh, physical feedback that says I love what you do I mean you saw some of it from the Mm. kids their mouths themselves from teachers from principals who say the program is amazing it works and examples of how it works some people just want scientific evidence, mm. so they want the research, I get that. So uh, the thing about that is, it goes couples with that first issue that I have, is
0: that research takes money. <laughs> yeah, and also takes time for the, the kids as well, you know what I mean, doing this for a few years. So yeah, yeah. It's hard to kind of really track Get a gauge. Now. Yeah. Is there much research out there, like, uh, there's a lot of research out there, or research coming out in regards to just pure mindfulness for, yes. for kids. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that there is some out there for There's not normal. in New
1: Zealand, not to be Zealand. honest. And, you know, that's the other thing, is that mm. people want specific New Zealand, I suppose, research. And that's cool because I, I love a challenge. And I'm yeah. like, I'll make that work then. Yeah. So I've teamed up with um, Dr. Paul Jose from... The, psychology, the professor of psychology up at Victoria University, awesome. and a friend of mine who's a psychology student, also a friend, uh, yoga teacher, and also I tra- trained her, Kathy Gumba, who owns uh, a studio over in Days Bay. And they are, uh, we're, we're putting together proposals to get funding so that they can do, uh, awesome. do research on the program. They've already been seen sessions, they know that it works, and they're like, oh my gosh, we really just need to get quantifiable scientific evidence that measures the success of this program, not just for me, but for science, because, Mm. yeah, like I said, there's there's no research done in New Zealand that says a program like M3, which is different, two things, because we use movement, and we also use, it's a Tao Māori perspective mm. there's nothing like that in New Zealand at the moment so it'll be pretty special to be able to get that uh, that research done i have hope and faith that not that money will fall from the sky <laughs> 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 but it will eventually eventuate it. mm. it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when yeah. for me
0: yeah yeah and that's i mean that's that's massively challenging as well but it's also quite exciting to to actually see See that happening and see that process going and kind of actually seeing, looking at the outcomes at the end of it as well. And I mean, from a from a science background, that kind of weirdly excites me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of <so>, course, <laughs> yeah, also, yeah. I know that's that, that's interesting. What have you What have you learnt about yourself over the last couple of years, Jace, in terms of going through this process?
1: Mm. That at the end of the day, I have such amazing support around me. Mm. Like, I'm a guy who is quite self-sufficient and independent. And I like to do things by myself. Like, I, I, I have true belief in myself. I know, like, if I put my mind to something, that I'll do it. And I'll work really hard to do it. And but don't tend to lean into other people for help. Mm. It's interesting because I'm the guy who wants to stand at the front and help others, but haven't been so open in receiving help. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's kind of like a... My friend, she nailed it when she said, you know, you've got to be open to help yourself, my friend. You are so open-hearted with your willingness to want to help others. But you've got to let others help you too. And that floored me, because I didn't realise that I was being that guy. Mm. She was like, you know, there were so many people who at the drop of a hat would be by your side, that would, would, would offer up help if you asked. But you're too... I don't know what the word was, maybe it wasn't pig-headed, but...
0: Strong words like that, let's just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I, said, I said stubborn the other day. And yes, someone, that's someone, me. someone corrected me, though, like, uh, strong-willed, I think, was the PC term that they uh, that they used. Kia yeah. I'll take yeah, that. Yeah. Um, how are you going with training yourself out of not being good at receiving help?
1: Well, it's been massive in that Because I know at the end of the day I can trust myself. Mm. And that's come from being let down in the past from people, family members and stuff like that. I've learned to be robust enough and uh, anchored that I can do it. Do you know? And so I, I had a business with my mentor and she said "It's sometimes you do need to help, ask for help and if it's for money that's what crowdfunding is for mm. do you know and so I so I mean that's the ultimate in asking for help is I don't have the money to do what I really want to do which is provide these videos for our children so I created this pledge me which in and of itself is the hugest hey men, guys my friends, world, <laughs> I need your help now. Uh, and it's been an awesome exercise for me. Mm. And I've watched myself in the first day. I was really, really anxious because it was like, this is really, you're putting a dollar mark on your worth. Which for a person who gets triggered whenever my worth is questioned, it's, an, it's what mm. I felt I was doing. <laughs> but then once it started, and I saw the, how generous people have been, oh my gosh, like from all over the world. People who have I haven't been in contact with, who I just live with in Australia, for example, going, oh my gosh, I fully support you, my brother. Uh, whatever you need, you know, people coming out of the woodwork, like you, my friends, like you know, students of the, of the uh, studio who hardly talk to me. Or, uh, it's been really humbling and beautiful, and that anxiety has disappeared because I just thought, as a practice, what would it be like to just have my arms open and just go? This is what I'm doing. This for the kids. Would you like to help me?
0: (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Um, So I mean, I I guess now the question is, how much do you need, and what's it for, and how can people help you?
1: (laughs) We're halfway.
0: Yeah. I'm so humbled.
1: I'm so humbled because. It's only been 10 days, and we've still got 20 days to go. Uh, I, I, 5000 is what we need from me, as I'm talking to you today. On, I don't know what the date is today. It's, it's nice. the 11th today. 11th today, so we've got until the 31st, so we've got another 20 days. And, uh, and we're halfway there, so another $5,000. The money is going towards... Uh, creating effectively an early childhood education version of the videos that exist in the primary school sector so m3 we go in live like i said i went into three Mm -hmm. kindies but we also create resources for the teachers to use so like they can play videos of a session that's filmed professionally in their center so these this money will go towards creating these videos. the money will go towards things like uh, camera hire studio hire we won't use this studio we wanted to use like a professional studio I suppose but that can work if you know with, within the budget uh, the, the talent we're using some of the children on the videos like we did for the primary school mm-hmm. videos uh, it'll go towards animation that's a that's a a, a big cost. Uh, an animator who animates for children's shows on television wants to get behind the kaupapa and is offered to do it, but at, a, at half her rate, mm. because she really loves what we're doing. Cool. But still, she's a professional and she's got a, quite a specific skill, so yeah. it's quite costly. Yeah, and uh, she needs
0: to feed her family too. She does. She does yeah. need to feed her,
1: her family. And... Uh, and obviously the videographer is going to take the time to edit it all mm. as well. Um, the videos, is going to be 10 of them, so I've got cool. to create 10 videos, and one of my trainers who I have, who's out at Candy's at the moment, she's going to be on the videos. I, I, I don't need to be on the videos anymore. She's going she's gonna to do it, so I have to pay her.
0: So it, and in short, it's to create the 10. Yeah, awesome. And activities. so they're, uh, they're kind of a a resource for for following up after you guys have been in and done. Or the- to
1: use instead of. Okay. Because yeah. I, I can't and my trainers there's two others. We've got another two that I'm training up shortly, but even with five of us, we can't get around to all the centres no. in New Zealand. I, I've been doing lots of travelling, speaking at early childhood conferences, personal development, the teachers do personal mm. development conferences and all that. Like in the next six weeks I've got seven of them around the country So, But I can't be in Christchurch Or I can't be in Dunedin At centres mm. My trainers can't be there until we've trained up more people So these videos are A resource for our uh, Our early childhood teachers To use in these centres Because at the moment there's Cosmic Yoga Which is uh, No offence to my UK buddies But it's a UK based yoga programme Mm. What about if we had out there all based program with our own tamariki. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Do you know? Yeah, definitely, right? mate. Mm. So, if people want to to support you in this, well, like, what's the? Where do they go to to help out? Thank you, my friend.
1: Wow, this is kind.
0: Uh, well, I've got a link on
1: my uh, M three min- Mindfulness for Children website. There's a Pledge Me if you. Put M three Mindfulness in the Pledge Me website as well,
0: uh, or maybe I could send you the link. Yeah, just send me the link. Yeah, no, I I'll could put send it, it the in link. the notes for the show as well, so that uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's got it there. Thank
1: you, and then also on my Instagram, both mine and my uh, and M three Mindfulness for Children Instagram, there's uh, links in the bios there, so that people can,
0: I uh, support. Mm. Awesome, man. Um, yeah, and I think. Uh, the, the work that you're doing is uh, like as we've talked about is is super valuable and uh, yeah it's is, is going to be really really interesting as well to to study as as well and kind of I'm sure that you'll probably pick up things pick up positive benefits that you maybe didn't think of mm. um, from the from the research when you really start looking at it you, like you see all this, all the, these positive things mm. um, but like when you start measuring stuff something will come up and you're like wow, it does that
1: mm, it? Mm. Or and also on the opposite I'm really open to seeing what doesn't work mm. and what doesn't land so that I can refine, I'm, like I'm interested in using that to refine the program yeah. even more and I've had feedback that's constructive that I've, I've taken on board and refined like one of the things for example when I changed from primary school to early childhood is the early childhood teachers were like I love what you did on, on the videos on uh, primary school, but it's too long. Mm. And our young children from two or, or one, even at some centres, aren't going to be able to sit that still for that long. Uh, the, the, the movements are a little bit too hard. Maybe they, yeah. you know, things so like that. They don't balance. Yeah, so, exactly. They're yeah. still learning how to balance, but yeah. I still challenge them with mm. balance. But that's... You know, like, but not as difficult as perhaps, what, 10-year-olds or 8-year-olds might be able yeah.
0: to do. It's great feedback. I love that. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's mm. cool. Um, and it's cool that you're open to, to something like this as well because when, when you're in, like, a, a project that you're so passionate about that you've poured so much of yourself into as well, sometimes it can be quite easy to fall back into a defensive kind of mindset around it as well as, like, if someone does provide you some feedback or constructive criticism yeah. you, you at times you can almost feel like it's a it's a personal attack because you've got so much of yourself tied up into it mm. um so it's it's cool that you and obviously mindfulness is super helpful for this but it can create that space in between i've yes you you're right and uh
1: i suppose i've had a lot of practice at it too because when i did my teacher training it was all feedback based my Mm. business is about feedback like example i came to one of my teacher's classes early this morning for practice and she knows that if i'm in class i'm going to give feedback if she comes to my class which she's coming to tonight i will sit afterwards and and be there to listen to her Mm. feedback for me so i've had that my whole life and When I think about growth, I think about, like, any growth, the things that, the moments where we've grown the most have come from those perhaps most uncomfortable times in our lives. Mm. I think about the biggest shifts I've made in my life have been when I've hit rock bottom. And then I've had to make a really big shift. I learned from that, made a big shift, so that uh, I suppose I could... Boy myself up into the next stage of my life. So constructive criticism is nothing but helpful for me. I don't see it as a personal attack, unless it's for my partner. <laughs> 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 yeah. so, still working on that one. <laughs> oh, awesome, mate.
0: Um, and I know that you've got a class in here soon, so mm. let's uh, let's kind of finish things off. Sure. And I, I asked you, I probably asked you this question last time we called up, but What strategies do you use at the moment when you're approaching uncomfortable situations to help you through it?
1: Mm. (laughs) Just this, actually. Mm. Taking a moment to pause and I almost imagine things slow-mo, calming down. And I know for other people it's felt uncomfortable. I've got that feedback. They're like, oh, what, did, what just happened there? I'm like, mm. oh, that was me just considering what the next... Because if I let myself, if I'm really uncomfortable, if I let myself react, it'd probably not end well for me or the other person. I might make a, the incorrect decision... So I give myself a little bit of space and pause when I'm aware. And make a considered I suppose mindful decision about how to respond.
0: Does that make sense? Mm, yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. I think sense. about the
1: other day, for example, was at the Pride Parade with my partner and this guy said something. And my natural go-to when worth, like I mentioned earlier, is questioned or when my buttons are pushed or I feel triggered is anger mm. and underneath that anger there's always something and it's worth like my, my not worthiness comes to whoo, straight up mm. and that manifests itself as anger, in that moment I said to my partner, I, I need to walk away and as I walked away and turned, I, I was breathing, I found myself breathing. Uh, it's, I've had to teach myself that as a way to deal with uncomfortable situations. That could have escalated into a much different result, <laughs> I feel. So thankfully I've had the practice to be able to go,
0: okay, here's one of those moments, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, nice, mate. Um... Jase, I just want to say thanks, mate, for sitting down with me today and, and having a having another conversation on the podcast. But also, thanks, thank you so much for for the work that you do with our young people, um, in terms of helping them understand or remember who they are and and uh, how to how to be in life. Um, I, I truly appreciate it, and uh, I hope uh, that one day that you'll you'll be able to work with uh, our, our son Connor as well mm. at, at some point, which uh, will be will be amazing Thank you my brother, thank you so much
1: for having me and uh, the mahi, I, I echoed that back to you the mahi you do in sharing people's stories and getting them to speak about when they feel uncomfortable in their life is, is it's awesome it's awesome what you're able to extrapolate from people, you have a real natural knack for that
0: Oh, thank you, man. I I appreciate that. Final question for you. Yes. Do you have a challenge to leave me and the listeners with this week?
1: This is me feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I would say exactly a challenge to if you feel the next time you feel uncomfortable, like notice those sensations and give yourself a moment before you react And choose a different way, maybe to respond, like I did, to walk away from that uncomfortable situation. That's it, and just see how that goes. Not just for you, but for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. That's the important
0: thing, Uh, Jase. Thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with me today, mate. It's been awesome, brother. There you have it, team. I hope you enjoyed that one. Fascinating conversation, as always, with Jace. Just uh, a wealth of knowledge and doing some really amazing stuff at the moment. Uh, so if you can get out there and support him, it would be much appreciated. Quick thank yous. Thank you, Jyland, for your awesome editing skills. Thank you to my brother, Jeremy Desmond, for the amazing theme music. Uh, and thank you guys, as always, for taking the time to get uncomfortable with Jace and I today. Remember, stay safe, stay healthy, and I hope that, that everyone is and, and all your loved ones are as well. Until next week, thanks for getting uncomfortable with me today.